0: hello welcome my shining mothers it's tiffany lynn here to talk share and adventure into a journey of discovery that's been provided by that's right my motherhood here it's all about going down the journey to victory facing challenges wins and losses make sure to follow this podcast and share it with everyone because they don't want to miss this adventure of motherhood Hey, mamas. I hope y'all have had an amazing week. Um, this week we have another special guest. Her name is Amanda Baptiste. She is, um, all things mom. She embodies the essence of that. Uh, she pioneers a nonprofit for moms as well as serves on a hospitality team for women. Certainly has a heart of service and she is just an amazing person. So I'm so happy and honored to have her um, with us today. Hey Amanda. Hey Tiff, how are you? I am good. I am good. So we're glad to have you here. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, you being a mom. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So,
1: um, of course, everybody knows I am a mom. I have two beautiful girls. One is nine. One is three. So definitely two different stages of um, parenting. Uh, yes. I <laughs> I must say uh, definitely two different personalities, and you know a lot to deal with and keep self. So, um, you know, I definitely understand being a mom. I understand all of the different aspects of a mom. I haven't reached teenage years yet, even though I feel like I have with the nine year old, <laughs> um, but it's okay. I've um definitely had experience outside of being mom along with, um, helping other moms with their children in different age range. Um, I actually say one of my oldest children, she's uh 15 and she'll be 16 this year. She's my cousin's daughter, but she's my baby too. And she acts like she's my baby. So <laughs> I actually have a range of kids uh, in the home and outside the home, but my two girls at home definitely
0: keep me busy. Keep me yeah, on the <laughs> you know it is amazing too that um, once you're a mom and you have that, it's, we naturally have that in us. You know, there could be kids out and about and they gravitate towards you. You see something and you immediately fall into the mama role. And that's not even your kid. It's like, oh, I want a statue right now, or you know, you cover them in love or whatever that looks like. So no, definitely get that. Um, so today we were going to talk a little bit about just burnout as moms and kind of running on e at times. I think often we pour out and I know I've kind of talked about this a little bit um, before but you know we pour out so much into our kids into you know if we're working you know careers and balancing that um, that sometimes you know we definitely get to that place where we don't have um much less left and, um, and, and feel a little bit fatigued. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And um, I know you had not spoken before, and you actually um, experienced some pro- postpartum um, after you had one of your daughters. So tell us a little bit about that. So
1: um, I, I've experienced it with both daughters. The second daughter, my three-year-old, it was the roughest because it was the beginning of the pandemic. She was born in January of 2020. And uh, we went into lockdown mode. So I was in lockdown mode with a new baby, mm. a six-year-old who was going to school, trying. I had just returned back to work a week prior to them sending us all home. Um, so trying to work, trying to uh manage a newborn baby who is like mommy I need what I need right now how I need it and then just trying to keep the balance of a six-year-old who's like mommy I still need you even though we have this new baby in the house and it's my sister and I get it but um and and not only that also I'm also married so um, I have a spouse in the picture as well so being a mom trying to also be a spouse as well as balance of a career and all of that was a lot I truly was on Burnout mode, frustrated, overwhelmed, just thought there was just no out um, and started trying to find places where I could take a moment to myself because I felt like I was losing it. Um, and postpartum depression is beyond just a few months sometimes. It's, uh, it could be a year. It could be two years. It could be even longer, just depending on what you've been through. We let out a whole person. They always tell people you <laughs> birthed the whole person, okay? <laughs>
0: So it's okay to go through some things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what did that kind of journey look like um, for you coming through the postpartum? And and was it the same it, feelings and experiences with both children? No, um,
1: I definitely can tell you. So the experience for me was uh, first go around. It basically was I just couldn't control my crying. I was crying for no reason. Um And eventually that kind of eased up. And I don't know whether it's because I had two different type of births. Um, My first one was vaginal. So I I don't know whether it's because my body was naturally able to get back in order versus second go around. I had an emergency cesarean. So we went in to have a a vaginal birth and ended up having an emergency cesarean because she got nine centimeters and couldn't come out. So I will say the first time was a little easier for me. I probably was snapped back in six months. Um the second go around I will say my baby is 3 and I did not start feeling like myself until last year towards the end of last year coming into this year. Wow. So that's almost 3 years. Right. <laughs> so um I I said there's no time limit on how you heal is the fact that you heal. I believe that um my journey was a little different this time around because we went into the pandemic and we were shut down. So there wasn't a whole lot of out besides going outside the house, walking around the neighborhood. Um trying to find activities in the house to do with the kids. But then even after being a mom trying to find a space for me because I begin to just I'll tell you, I went ahead in my closet. <laughs> I would go in my closet for a few minutes just to be like, okay, Lord, I can't take this. I got too much going on. My brain is just on E. I feel like I'm just at my lowest. I don't feel like I can pour anything else into anybody else. Then I got these two girls and then my husband comes home and I don't know who I am or what I am and what is going on. <laughs> so um definitely it was it was much rougher. It definitely it hit home. I think harder because when I came back home, um, when I came home from when we were all sent home for the pandemic, that's when it really hit because it slapped me that I had a new baby and a six-year-old who both depended on me very heavily. Mm -hmm. And mentally, I did not feel like I was all the way in a space to be the best mom. Right. Um, So with all of that, we finally, you know, When things kind of open back up, we slowly started doing things to kind of let them get out of house. Everybody get a break from each other because it wasn't only me going through because when mom's not healthy, everybody's kind of off. Come on. Yes. Talk (laughs) about
0: it. um,
1: So if mom is not in a healthy state, which I learned this, especially this go around, it really affects your whole household. Mm -hmm. So moms are making up kind of moody or sad or gloomy and hasn't taken the time to get self together. And whether that's just... If you if you're five minute prayer, whether it's um, just going in the bathroom and, you know, getting yourself together before you begin to wake the house up or I mean, simply as brushing your teeth, showering, all of that. And I'm a realist. Moms, it's OK. I know we've had days where we hadn't been able to shower. We haven't brushed our teeth. We haven't looked like who we should look like. And it's OK. Um, just getting yourself together is important, though. Those yeah. days that you have happened, those days are definitely a sign of just being overwhelmed and depressed. It's okay. We've all been through it. I've talked to several moms. But what I will say is when you wake up and begin taking care of you, you have so much more to pour into everybody else. Yeah, And when you shut your house down before you go to sleep, meaning you actually take the time out to see how your children's day went, what was going on with them, how you can love on them. I'm a praying mom. I'm a Christian. So I pray with my babies before they go to bed. I try to read books with them. I try to take time with them. Now, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect and nobody's perfect. But those moments matter. Those moments begin to give them a healthy balance. It allows them to go to sleep peacefully. It allows them to wake up peacefully. Um, So sometimes we have to take a, if you get up at 6.15 with the kids, then you wake up at six. Just take about 15 minutes to yourself. It matters. Get your mental state together as much as possible. Give yourself positive aspirations because every mother is beautiful. Every mother is hardworking. Every mother is loving. When you speak these things into yourself, then you can then pour them into your children. Yeah. So that's something that I started doing. And it definitely shifted my whole household, even um, in my marriage, because it was rough. Um, I don't know how many of you are married or in a relationship and have a significant other, but they still need you to pour in them as well. They don't understand all of what we're going through as mom, as wife. So starting with self is important to be the best mom, to be the best whatever it is you're doing.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the um, things that I really like to do is uh, write certain things on my mirror in the bathroom. It could be one word, it could be a couple of sentences, it may even be a scripture. um, But just something that I see in the morning when I go in to start getting ready for my day, and um, I'm primarily working from home. So it still is okay. Tiffany, get up, get dressed, you know, put yourself together in a certain way that when you do walk by the mirror, you do feel good about yourself because um, day after day, especially if you're in the home or like you were saying, you know, the pandemic and being there um, for days on end, it can really impact how you feel about yourself because you're not necessarily getting up, getting fully dressed, full face of makeup, hair fully done, Mm -hmm. you know, going into an office space like those things make a difference. And I don't think that people initially realized it, or or when they did, they were already in this like funk or depressive state. And it's like, what in the world is going on? So I definitely love that spending a few minutes in the morning, um, getting your mind right. Like I also have uh, a couple of YouTube videos that I watched continually, almost to the point where I can say verbatim what they're mm-hmm. saying. And it is just a way for me to make sure that I level set anything that may have been running on my mind the night prior. And then I've woken up and then it's still on my mind um, the day of. So, yeah, I love that what you were saying of just kind of mm-hmm. starting your day right and then even having those touches with the kids in the evening so they can have that peaceful laying down, that assurance and comforting of, of knowing. That that your presence is there and it's felt and it's good. Were there um, specific things that you did or that you do? Doesn't have to be related to postpartum to refill yourself. Because last week I did speak a little bit on the importance of self care. So, can talk to a little bit to us about you know some of the things that you do or even in your hospitality vein, you know, um, encourage moms to do or you do for other women.
1: Yes. So I definitely had to start doing something (laughs) for me because um, I definitely was not taking care of me. Um, One of the things I started doing, the first thing I started doing was, like I said, getting up prior to everyone else. So that did allow me that mental time to regroup, revamp. Um, Then I realized it's okay to if you have a significant other spouse to say, hey, I need. To go make a run, whether it was a, I would just take car rides. Sometimes I would leave the house for thirty minutes, take a car ride, look at things that I hadn't seen. I would leave to go in a store that I like. I might not have purchased anything, but I just wanted to, you know, what they call um, window shop. Yep, it was just for my mental psyche. Um, I also enjoy going to like parks and stuff. So sometimes I would go somewhere like that just to sit and be quiet and be in nature and not have someone calling mommy or, or calling their wife or even family ringing your phone, because sometimes you don't realize how much that interferes with your day as well. If you haven't taken a moment for yourself. Um, I like, I've started back uh, reading a few things, not, you know, like not my book yet but um, I would read different poetry. I definitely like Langston Hughes. I like Maya Angelou. You know, a lot of people, We read it in school, but we don't really read or take the time to understand what that author was saying. Mm -hmm. I also take time out for just prayer, reading scriptures. And I don't I'm not always reading um, like the detailed ones to get my day started. I may read something as simple, though, simple as all things through Christ, you know, all things through Christ are possible. Um, And that's a big thing. And um, when you start feeding your mind, the. I can do all things through Christ or I can do whatever it is you're tr- trying to do like this, the nonprofit that I'm working on, I probably would have never thought that I would be interested in starting a nonprofit. But after my two experiences with my babies, um, I've had friends, I have one now that's currently going through Her job is harassing her. I've seen too many of us women go through, um, just being mistreated. Mm. And um, and sometimes, you know, race has been a big thing of being mistreated when you're having a child, but I've also seen the economic side of being mistreated. So if you are... On Medicaid, just because you're on Medicaid, you know they'll look at you and be like, oh, well, you're you're just one of those people. They don't give you the same treatment. Mm-hmm. They don't give you the same um, options as someone who might be on Blue Cross Blue Shield or one of the other major insurances. They also look at your financial status, so it could be a thing of where you know you're only maybe paid about twenty thousand a year versus somebody who's paid eighty or ninety thousand a year. And um, with that being said, that's that's those are. Really um, rough things to go through, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I actually, with my first child, um, they only saw the Medicaid first because I had Medicaid as a secondary. But I had a, I think it was Cigna or Edna for my main insurance. Um, The only reason I had the Medicaid, which it doesn't matter what you have it for. But I had it to make sure that my hospital bills were cared for and taken care of um, because it was an expense that I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford on the back end. After they had given me my maternity benefits on my regular insurance. Um, so with that being said, you know, I I I've experienced it myself and I didn't like it. And then when I went and had my second baby, it was a different experience. They were looking at me differently. I had my, incre- my income had increased probably by 20 or 30,000 by that point. So I hands on experienced what it was to be judged based upon just your health insurance. You didn't even know who I was, what my race was, my background. You knew nothing but, oh, she has Medicaid. So I didn't like that. So um, these are reasons why I'm so passionate about building this nonprofit. The other thing is making sure each mom has what they need. Um, sometimes we don't have what we need in the initial. Sometimes it's hard to ask because you just feel like you've been beat down so much and you feel like nobody's going to hear you or um Or they may view you, once again, economics, um, your economic standpoint. Oh, well, she has it all. She doesn't need any help. Oh, well, she shouldn't have got herself in that situation. So she figured out how to take care of the baby. No woman deserves that. I don't care where you stand, where you position. So. These are things so I've been. So back to what the question was, I've been brainstorming a lot on um, my passion and I, anybody who has a passion, something they desire to do. Write it down. You'll be amazed um, in the steps that you can take towards making it happen. I've come in contact with so many people in the last few months that have allowed me to. Uh, begin now the process of what a nonprofit is, what I need to do to start the nonprofit um, wholeheartedly and um, what finances, how to gain the finances, how to gain partnerships. And those are important. Um, we sometimes we don't talk about how we get where we're trying to go or you don't know who to talk to. Right. But that's been one of my big things. i um, just focusing on the things that I'm passionate about in my quiet time Just meditation time um, and loving on myself. Yes, I'm in a state right now, thankfully, because before I was not here. I'm able to go get a pedicure. That is my me time. Right. So, you know, like, it's people like, well, okay, but I can't afford a pedicure. Guess what? It's okay. I couldn't afford a pedicure, a nail getting done, a hair getting done, nothing before. (laughs) Right. And my me time was, I'm just going to go outside and sit on the balcony when we lived in apartments. I currently live in a home, but I would go sit on my balcony. And that was my me time, away from being inside of the apartment. Um, Because I love nature, so I'm an outside person. But anything that just gives you peace of mind, that you can relax, you can laugh, you can find a pleasant, happy, peaceful state is very important. Um, And anything that is negative, begin to to wean yourself away from it. Begin to speak love and life to it in a way that, it can't give you the toxic negativity that it has been given to you. So definitely learning to separate away from the toxic stuff, learning to regroup to be a healthy, happy me, um, and cutting off those things that aren't good. Sometimes it's relationships. Sometimes it's um, how you previously were treating your children because you were going through things. Sometimes you have to revamp with your children. A lot of times, you know, we've grown up in the day and age where you do as I say, not as I do. But in this day and age, we're growing up with children who are being aware of mental health. So now mm-hmm. it's important for us to know mental health and how to deal with it and how to come back and have a real relationship with your child and not right. to just do as I say. Now, I do believe in correction, but, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, keeping a healthy balance, hearing what they're saying and genuinely trying to embrace them and their passions in life as well.
0: You know, I, I love uh, many of the things you said, but I want to I want to touch on something as you were talking about um, being judged based on the insurance. Right. Um, people making these um, assertions before even meeting the person. Right. But then also you mentioned um people there being assumptions that, you know, a mother that is in a different economic uh, background or has, you know, another set of circumstances or situations, people think, hey, well, she's got it all together. So I think I love that, that on the on both ends of the spectrum, no matter where you are, um, that moms have that need to be poured into, which it sounds like that that's what you're trying to do is making sure no matter what you are, That you have your needs met, that moms are okay, um, that they're getting the support that they need. Um, And I really love that because we do need it. And I think oftentimes we're the last to raise our hands uh, up. Mm -hmm. But it certainly is important um, that we're getting you know, our mental, emotional, physical needs uh, met in the process of in journey of being a mom, like it doesn't stop when the kids turn 18. And that goodness knows, I used to (laughs) lean on my mom a lot, even into adulthood. But certainly for those, you know, formative years, they, they, they need us to be the best possible sales we can be. So, um, I really, I'm excited about that. Um, we look forward to hearing more about the nonprofit as it continues to unfold. And, um, we'll definitely have you back on to talk a little bit more, um, about it and share the journey and just how people can tap into that, um, as needed. But um, anything else, you know, final thoughts or things that you something that you want to share with moms, just how to um, better love on themselves or take care of themselves or just any final thoughts in general?
1: Sure. Um. One thing I will say, moms, we all get to where we're empty and we poured everything we can pour, whether you have one child or whether you have five kids um, is definitely something we need to keep in mind to so love on ourselves. Just take that moment, even when you have a newborn, even if you're sitting holding your newborn, just take a time to meditate while they're sleeping. Um, Just, you know, find something to read real quick that is positive. Just feed yourself everything that you can feed yourself to stay on a positive note, a healthy note and disconnect from any negativity that is surrounding you. I don't care what it is. I don't care who it is disconnect from it because that's the only way you can remain healthy and and be, get back to a healthy state, especially if you're dealing with postpartum because you had a new baby or you just might be dealing with depression because depression happens too. So take time for you, feed yourself as much as you can positivity, live life and enjoy things just as much as you're living life with and for your children.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, we are so happy that we had you on the show today. Like I said, look forward to hearing more in the future. Um, Mamas, love on yourself this week and in the weeks to come. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Please continue sharing love, even when it gets tough. Make sure to come visit me next week for another great message. Remember, don't let anyone bring that crown down. That is Tiffany Land signing off.